Welcome to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybeal, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Now, here's John. Well, welcome to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast. It is show number 66. I can't believe it. We are winding down the season here. I can't believe it's already the second show of September 2021. And, well, we have a pretty cool show. It was a lot of fun uh, for me as a host. And, of course, we had a guest host also. More of that in just a second. One thing that I talked about in the, the show while we were recording it was how generally the United States racetracks run counterclockwise. So um, NASCAR, uh, Indy 500 and everything, they run counterclockwise. I was reading a book about the new book about uh, Daniel Boone that just came out recently, um, who little uh, John Graybill trivia here. Daniel Boone was my uncle. His sister, Sarah, was my great grandma. And so I was intrigued about reading about the latest book here about Daniel Boone. And in that book, the next day after I re-recorded the show, they had a little snippet in there talking about back in the 1780s, the actual first horse race. Uh, was ran counterclockwise. And the reason it was ran counterclockwise is because uh, England was running their horse races clockwise. And so the uh, revolutionary patriots here in, I believe that actually the race was in um, Indiana, I think is what the book said there that I was reading. Anyway, so in uh, for them to do it differently, they decided to run a clockwise race. That is uh, one of the reasons why, generally speaking, in the United States, car races, horse races are ran counterclockwise, except the cart track, which actually runs clockwise, and I guess all of our tracks kind of run clockwise. Anyway, that's a little history there while I got uh, sidetracked. But hey, uh, one thing I want to say that subscribers has just been going through the roof. Thank you so much, each listener. And each person who uh, hits the subscribe button, the subscribe button makes it look great. There's more listeners. We get uh, uh, more things that we can do. It really helps us out. So uh, I do appreciate everybody who hits the subscribe button. If you're on an Apple device listening on the podcast, it's real easy. Just hit the subscribe button. Wherever you're listening to it, hit the subscribe button. That, that's just awesome. Yes, October is somewhat bittersweet here at the Audubon Country Club. It's just chucked full of events. The Oktoberfest, one of the three fests that we have. It's coming up and it's and it's huge. We only have two shows left for this season after this one, two shows in October, which will wrap up the fourth, fourth season. It's just been a fantastic year for the podcast. Two fantastic gentlemen took time out Friday and I pulled them behind the microphone and we have a great show for you. This show, we welcome back Kyle Nato. He's uh, from Track Operations. He's been a recurring guest in the past, but not too much this year. Um, he's been difficult kind of to track down. And then funny thing happened on the way to uh, South Timing. I was in um, the uh, cafe. My new favorite meal, one of the members, Jim Missig, Jordan's father, I think Jordan told me that he had uh, macaroni and cheese with buffalo chicken breast uh, chopped up on top and mixed together. And it is fantastic. I call it the, the, the Jim Missig. So shout out to Jim Missig. And I've even brought it down to my little town, Leroy, Illinois, which everybody knows now. If you go into uh, Jack's Cafe, Jim Missig down there, which is uh, macaroni and cheese with chopped up buffalo chicken breast, it breasts, it's fantastic. Well, his son, Jordan, while he he walked out of the cafe when I did, and I asked him to jump in the uh, Graybill Racing 
team's golf cart. And uh, little did he know, uh, I was giving him a ride to the recording studio so that we could record this show. So yeah, I tricked him, but Jordan graciously accepted the co-host microphone. Uh, We had a great show. Co-host here with Jordan Missig and uh, the one and only Kyle Nato. We talk about all the events that are coming up in October, and it's huge. You're not going to want to miss the show. You're going to want to put it on your calendar. So uh, yes, let's welcome Kyle Nato and Jordan Missig on the Audubon Country Club podcast. So how much time do we have? What do you have, I should say? 45. That's plenty of time. <laughs> Two, three, talk o- 305. Just talk faster. Yes, we'll talk really, really fast. And then... We'll just slow it down. And then tell and everybody, to, everybody to play it slower. We'll change it in post. I love that. Can, can you hear yourself? <laughs> yeah. But I can hear Jordan. Well, that's well, you're supposed to. Um, everybody should be set about the same how's that i can hear you fine yeah sounds good this is very this is very official Hello. three three microphones three headsets conference room a pencil and a pad of paper this is this is how people cross oceans they did they used to listen beep beep you know in the old days they this is distracting Are we already. recording? Yes, we're recording. <laughs> oh, boy. And no, the guy used to sit, the navigator would sit, and they would send out a beacon, and would go beep, 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 and he would navigate, and if it went beep, 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 then they would have to turn back to make it stronger. And they literally, and they would do it to radio station, to radio station like WLS, I'm sure, or WLS. Yeah, I'm sure WLS was like a beacon that they flew to. This is a, like before. Like sonar, basically. It, yeah. Okay. And then the guy would just sit there and listen, beep, beep, beep. Professional listener. I feel yeah. like that's what Jordan's doing right now. Welcome to the Audubon Country Club podcast. <laughs> Joined with uh, Jordan Missig sitting in as co-host. I just got pulled off the side of the street here. Yeah, we were just on our <laughs> way here. And of course, our special guest today. We're so, hey. so super excited about this. Kyle Nato. Welcome, Kyle Nato. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, that's my best French. Donde esta la biblioteca? That's close. Yeah. So four years of French, still can't uh, pronounce it. My French teacher would be very upset with me, but uh, I believe you're asking how things are at the racetrack. Oh, actually, I said, where is the racetrack? But uh, um, I, I do speak a little Swahili, and I was speaking Swahili to a gentleman the other day, and he says, how long have you been how long did you spend in Kenya? And I said, I've never been there. He goes, you have no accent. Hmm. My favorite saying, Mungu Arafariki Nasisi. Which is? God is smiling upon you. Oh, huh. it's very nice. My Swahili name is Wangila, born on the road. Really? I would be, that's an appropriate name for that a is... Swahili name, isn't it? How's your Swahili? Jumbo. No, my Swahili is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's, there's no, there's no, tenses in Swahili. I don't speak of that world, but there's no tenses in Swahili. So that's why it's such an easy, it's like the easiest language in the world. So hmm. I run, I'm, I run today as I ran yesterday. I'm running tomorrow. It's like uh, conjugating. Huh? There's no conjugating. Well, welcome to the Audubon Country Club podcast. It is uh, September. It's a beautiful day at the track. It's gorgeous it's, it's outside. I mean, it is super nice. 
And uh, Kyle Nato is joining us here to talk about the events that are coming up in October, which is the last month that the track is open for the year of the seven-month window that is fully operational. There's still things that take place over the five months that it's shut down. Right. But uh, we're going to talk and concentrate on the events of October, which is a huge month here. Huge. Very busy. We've had a fantastic season so far. uh, You can really – I I was looking just earlier today – at not only our racing calendar, but our social calendar, which is something new that we've done this year, putting out uh, on on paper, on the calendar, saying all the social events that we're going to be doing. That includes everything from our patio parties to um, like off-track activities. Uh, we've gone to the motocross track. We've gone off-roading over in Indiana, tons of stuff. Um, all throughout the entire race season. And when I was looking at that calendar, I realized just how much, how many social activities that, that we do besides just racing. Uh, and that definitely continues well into October. Um, so do you want to jump right into it? Let's talk about October. What's coming up? What is your, so far, Jordan Mystic, what's been your favorite social event this year? I think, you know, my favorite has probably been the patio parties as well. You got to meet a lot of interesting, I wouldn't say interesting people, but we got to meet a lot of new characters, I think, around the track as well that some of us may have not known before. And you kind of <laughs> understand their personality a little bit and understand what their stories have been, what their um, lives have been, and what brought them here. And I think it's very interesting to kind of hear the different stories that people have on how they found out about this place, what's their passion for cars and motorsports and racing in general. And, you know, it's interesting on how people have different types of personalities, but you're able to kind of share, you know, the love for motorsports, the love for racing, the love for cars in just this one very place. You're, uh, I think you're absolutely right. You're expanding kind of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you're expanding your, your horizons with these patio parties, because let's face it, when you're racing in a specific race series, you start to get to know those racers, but kind of not the other members here at Autobahn. Um, so with the patio party, you're kind of rubbing elbows with everybody, you know, people from the cart track participate in the patio parties, you know, um, just social members themselves, people in other racing series. So, um, it, it's, a great opportunity to get to know. I mean, we've got close to 500 members here and the patio parties have been very well attended and it's just a great time to kind of, like I said, expand your horizons, get to know other members. Not to know that, but we sometimes have people who bring, we have live music that happens out here too. So it's just nice to hear different types of bands, different types of artists that are around the Chicago area that then come down to here that you would never even heard of unless they came here and you're listening to them at the patio parties. Now they're like people that you're listening to on like your iPhone through music, like iTunes music or just in general, you're looking up their songs because they just played in front of you and now they make an impact on like you're listening, you're listening to their type of music. So now they made an impact on you. I personally like the, the patio parties because it ties in. Uh, sometimes they've tied in nicely with uh, like our late night Thursdays. We were doing the bourbon and cigar club and considering I really like bourbon and I like cigars. It was a great excuse for me to sit and hang out with uh, some members, get to know some new members and uh, smoke cigars. Couldn't, couldn't drink any bourbon while on the clock, but um, that was also another great, dare I say, mixer for you know other members to get to know each other. So that was just one thing that we've added to the social calendar that um, 
you know, that the members were asking for. They wanted specific dates and specific events. And uh, I think it's been going very well this year. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. So that's, yeah. So members, if you want something else, make sure you find somebody. Member committee is probably a good place to start. Absolutely. And uh, find somebody and tell them what, what more, the, more that you want. Because um, the, there has been a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, it's it's continuing well into October. Now, we're um, in October, we lose the late night Thursday just because of uh, the time that the sun sets. So late night Thursdays are going to be going away in October. Um, and we're going to go back to kind of the standard 8.30 to, to 5.30 uh, track times. But there's still plenty of parties going on. Um, so when is the last late night Thursday? Is the last Thursday? September. September. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Yeah. Oh, bringing latest latest news here. There right, you go. Breaking podcast. news. This is, this is fantastic. So, but um, kind of kicking things off the first week of October, we have an outside group, NASA, coming out. They're going to be racing uh, on our South Track. Always uh, great. We've got a lot of... Not the National Association Aeronautical, Aeronautical Space, Space Administration. Right. Not that NASA. Not that NASA. National Auto Sports, Sports Association. Club? NASA, uh, association? Uh, association. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's uh, cool. A lot of, uh, you know, new members uh, started out racing NASA. Um, some of our members continue racing with NASA. So they're uh, a great series and they're going to be out here again. This is their second weekend this year uh, racing with us. So that's the first weekend in October. Um, but actually that Sunday, uh, October 3rd, we're doing another ladies day, which uh, you want to chime in? Cause I know your wife, big ladies uh, day, fan. big ladies day fan, big ladies day fan. That's why she, yeah, that was the first entrance here where she really became part of the group and did it a lot. She probably is the most prolific ladies day attendee, attender, attend, attendee, attendee. attendee. Yeah. And she jumped from that into the space, uh, chase racing that she's doing. And hopefully, um, Push her eventually when my kid goes off to college, she can take his Miata and we can both Miata race together. Yeah. Uh, that would be awesome. So, Ladies' Day. Ladies' Day is coming October. up October 3rd. October 3rd. Um, always fun. Then, following weekend, October 9th, we have a Spec Miata double header on South Track. Uh, Jordan, did you ever race Spec Miata? I did do three races think... back in 2017. Okay. Out here at the track. So I was very short-lived in Spec Me Out. I only did three races, but yeah, I've dipped my toe in it. I mean, that's I one think, of our largest I think he racing won all three series. races and it was like... Two, two out of three. Yeah? <laughs> two out of three. And so then I bought his car that he won those races in. And then my son wrecked the car and it hasn't yeah. been on the track in five months. But tomorrow, wow. it's, it's... It's coming back, huh? It's going to try to actually do a full race. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, no, Spec Miata is a whole lot of fun to, to watch. I've never participated in in uh, Autobahn Spec Miata, but uh, they're great cars. They're a whole lot of fun. You teach, uh, you learn a lot about car control and momentum and everything that uh, Miatas can teach you. But so yeah, double header on October 9th. Uh, that is going to be on South Track, and then October 10th. Speaking of momentum, um, we have a kart league race down at the the kart track. Number nine, race yeah. nine out of ten. Yep. So, uh, we're running the track counterclockwise for that race, uh, which is, I think, a, a fan favorite 
and uh, a racer favorite. Which is the standard motor race is counterclockwise, right? Clockwise. The standard track is clockwise, yes. But yeah. if you're looking like American racing. Right. American racing, racing in general is, counter. is right. counterclockwise. That's right. what I kind of meant. Yeah. So we're doing it counter to what we normally do, which would be more indicative to normal American. Anyway, what's the <laughs> cart race? That was That's some awesome. mental hurdles to jump through on that one. <laughs> yes, it was counter of the counter race. It's very counter culture. Um, yeah, so that was uh, that's the weekend of the ninth and the tenth, mm-hmm. uh, and then the moment or the weekend everybody waits for. Oh, this is good. Is Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. which is the culmination of an entire season's worth of racing. All happens October 15th, 16th, and 17th. We kick things off on the 15th with your wife's favorite. We have uh, our chase races. Full track Friday. Full track Friday. Chase races uh, at the end of the day to kind of cap that off. Um, there's going to be a um, parties going on um, up at the clubhouse for that. Another patio type party uh, with the with the chase races. Which, where are you in the points? Me personally? Or, well, no, my the, wife, the, yeah, she, uh, as the, she had the Graybill family, the, she missed the last race due to a she was hosting a baby shower, huh? fortunately. But at that at one point, she was le- leading in the points for the novice chase race. Okay, we'll see if she can pull it off. How many drops she get? Six races, probably get one drop, uh, two drops. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but man. she was pretty good. She was, she's done pretty well. Yeah, we'll see. The pressure's on now, so she can handle it. It's always, uh, it's it's a coveted prize uh, it is. for oh yeah it oh is. it's it's serious and I mean I know She's you know we've had conversations and a, this is hopefully this will be a first yeah. yeah we've had conversations about you know chase race strategy and what you should do and things like that and it's it's all a mental game but it's an absolute blast it's a whole lot of fun to watch all those cars coming across the finish line and then uh, everybody anxious anxiously awaits the uh, the final results. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to that, you go back through the archives uh-huh. of the Audubon Country Club podcast, and you and you can. There's a couple episodes where we talk in detail about exactly what a chase race is, chase race is, and how to uh, get involved and uh, how to win. There's that gray beal strategy. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> it works out for you on the fifteenth, uh, the sixteenth Saturday. That this is when we pull out all of the stops. Uh, and it is pretty much all day racing. So we've got uh, all of our race series, except for the Kart League. They've got their own special day. Uh, but on the 16th, we're racing Miatas, GTs, uh, Pro Mazdas. Jordan's going to be there, mm-hmm. right? I'll be there. Okay. This, it, maybe, maybe in the Pro Mazda if it's uh, if I get it done by in time. Um, but I will say, what are you doing here? Go, go work on the car. <laughs> go now. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, from a member's perspective, that this weekend, Oktoberfest, is a weekend that you must attend. It's absolutely. Absolutely is the best. You know, everybody comes out and races. Like, you people who you haven't seen in, like, a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. People who haven't raced all year. People who have raced every race are out here. It's basically the best of the best. I think we've had, what, in Spec Miata, I think, like, 34, 38 cars last year that did the Spec Miata race. It was probably, like, the yeah. largest field ever yeah. in Spec Miata. Uh, I, I believe it was, like, 38 38 cars last year. Um, That's massive. This is the one where you want to bring your friends, your family out because it's the crown jewel. I mean, this is the the one you want to show off. It's Audubon's biggest race of the year. And 
let's face it, there's fireworks at the end of the night. Indeed. Yeah. And oh, champagne yeah. to be sprayed. Champagne. We've got uh, the confetti, confetti cannons yeah. going off. I mean, it is, it's, it's a big, big deal for Oktoberfest. Kind of, again, capping off the entire season. Um, so that's uh, Saturday. And then there's, you know, a dinner afterwards um, up in the clubhouse. And I mean, it's... Dare I say it's it's magical? I mean, I love no. It's like it is. It's, you know, it's true. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I I I like it so much. And I only think of Oktoberfest that I went into the liquor store the other day, and I said, um, "Do you have any non-alcoholic Oktoberfest beers?" <laughs> and the guy looked at me because uh, I like Oktoberfest. Yeah, beers. Sure. And I was just looking for a non-alcoholic one because I've been into that lately, and he goes, "What?" I go, what did I say? This is Oktoberfest. I said, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of an Autobahn thing. You wouldn't understand. But no, it's, uh, did you find they, any? No, they don't no, make okay. October fast, fast, <laughs> any type of Oktoberfest beers, including alcohol or non-alcohol. And they don't make, at least I was unable to find an October, Oktoberfest non-alcoholic beer. Hmm. But I found a new, uh, they could sponsor the show, oh. athletic brewing company who just brews non-alcoholic beer they don't brew like that's all they do and their beer does not taste that little hint of of not quite right their mm. beers are actually quite good because that's what they don't they don't make any alcohol in their beers really it's <laughs> interesting there you go and the Audubon country club podcast oh. be great. Uh, and then sunday the following day that is uh not only again full track so it's full track all weekend, but this is the time for the the Carters to shine, and we will be running the full track for, uh, including the skid pad, for um, uh, our Carters. And this is the time that they get, and you know all eyes are on them. So a lot of members uh, should come on down to the kart track and watch and cheer on their their favorite karting star. Because eventually, those carters are going to get into a spec Miata. They're going to do the, the Jordan Missig thing where uh, they get into either a spec Miata, they get into a, a um, you know an open wheel car, something Radical. like that. Radical. So kind of moving up through the uh, automotive ladder. But uh, that's, that's the 17th, and that's Oktoberfest. So uh, if you haven't gotten the hint already by listening to this, you should definitely be here October 15th, 16th, and 17th for Oktoberfest. Yeah, fantastic. So, and that'll that'll push us out until the end of the last day that the track is open. Uh, well, actually, we still got some more stuff oh, coming more? up. Oh my god! Oh yeah! There's more. Oh, there's, there's, yeah. There's more. But wait, but wait. Right. exactly. <laughs> the sham wow guy. Um, <laughs> that following weekend, the twenty third, twenty fourth, SCCA is actually oh, coming out right. here. Yes, my kid's looking forward to that. Is he gonna? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So SCCA is going to be racing on uh, the South Track. And then October 30th, so keep those cars together, um, we are going to be doing our three-and-a-half-hour enduro in the afternoon. Um, so start getting your team together. And um, then the last thing is the awards dinner is going to be November 6th. So the track closes the last... Uh, 
Well, yeah. Well, it generally, well, generally closes in at the end of October. At the end of October, and, and then and then the awards banquet. Now we have a date, firm date, firm date, firm date. November sixth. Mark your calendars, boys and girls, and uh, for the the awards party. Yeah, that's always good. You get always awards party is always fun to be a part of. Is that that's uh, uh, the world famous Tom Bagley giving me a call? Sorry, I got a oh, guest of the show. Yeah, yeah, uh, former so. uh, IndyCar driver and former coach here. Yeah, the- you know, as as track manager, I have all these IndyCar drivers always calling me and everything like that. So you know, you if, know. go back and listen. I did interview Bobby Rahal once, and he did call me on the phone, and he said, hey, and left a voice message. Hey, John, Bobby Rahal calling, and that's my ringtone. Really? Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice to know all my buddies. Yeah. Did he say this is Bobby Rahal, former IndyCar? No, no, but that goes without saying. Well, 1996. If, if I won, if I won any sort of IndyCar race, that's I would lead with that. I don't think I'd even introduce myself. I would first say, "Hi, I've won the Indy 500." What's your name? By the way, my name's Kyle. Yeah. I think he has like a message already pre-recorded for his introduction message. Just walks in right. and has it played saying, hi, this is Bobby Ray Hall. Like your own driver. entry theme music yeah. and then, you know, with... Uh, like Bob Hopes. Know. Yeah. Thanks for the memories. Yeah. Okay. I don't have theme music. Do you guys have theme music? Yeah. I, I, I think that's next year on the Audubon podcast. I think we all have our little intro. Oh, theme music. So we just yeah. start playing everybody. Go, oh, that's Jordan oh, Mystic's obviously coming right. out the show. I'm going to create a ringtone with Kyle every time he calls me and be like, hi, this is Kyle. Hi, hi. this is Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Former IndyCar champion. <laughs> Kyle Nader. Please call. Yeah. Hey, uh, so c- catching up uh, yes. real quick uh, with a couple of my two guests here. You had a little boy this year. Yes. Uh, seven, I am seven, a, months, seven, seven months, months old. Ago. I'm proud papa of uh, Jack. Jack is my son. Uh, happy, healthy baby, along with happy and healthy uh, sleep-ridden uh, mother. Sleep-deprived. Sleep-deprived. Thank you. See, that's how <laughs> sleep-deprived I am. Uh, and yeah, so... But uh, he was born back in January, and uh, which it's good. A good, so- good hockey player. If you have read, if you read Freakonomics, uh, another great book, book to read. All hockey players are born like January and February because they go on the calendar month for when they get in. So if you're born in December, you're basically twelve months behind the same guy you're playing with. So like hmm. all hockey players are born like January and February. So. You got a potential hockey player. There. Well, we were just excited because it didn't interfere with um, our racing schedule. So uh, he was born back in January, so I had time off to, to spend time with him. And then uh, come you know April, it was right back into the into the fray. So, but um, no, other than that, uh, the scout yeah. still working on the scout. Scouts? Still working on the scout. Um, that's yep. That's going to be a winter project. It's a seventy six international scout traveler, Very which nice. is the uh, yep. And then. Uh, still have the little kit car Lotus, both of oh, these. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if you know of any garage space that's available, um, you know, I'd love to store some cars in your garage, but, um, we got a big barn. It's not on track facility. But uh, that's fun. Yeah. So come down and spend some time, shoot some guns with us down there when you come down and drop it off. Oh, we didn't even talk about clays and cocktails oh, and stuff like that. Trap shooting one. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Um, you know, as you guys know, we do trap shooting here. Ben Hasbrook typically takes that on because um, I'm not allowed to bring a flamethrower to trap shooting, apparently. But um, yeah, we do trap shooting. That's another one of the many How social the flame, events. How does the flamethrower? Oh, you find a lot of uses for it. Like you just um, so now that it's fall, leaves are starting to fall, and you know you rake them up and just eliminate them with a flamethrower. Yeah. The best video, one of my favorite videos ever, is you. <laughs> 
taking the snow, clearing, the, clearing my driveway, this, there you go, clearing the driveway right. with a flamethrower as the school bus went by. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The school bus driver's eyeballs are the size of, you know, dinner plates and all the kids, like their faces are pressed up against the glass as they went by. And so I don't think I'm a very good role model for those kids. No, I think it's outstanding. But, uh, <laughs> I think it's outstanding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your flamethrower has with the uh, Tony Weir mm-hmm. has made an appearance down and I went out to try to get him you know, the fuel for it. And you had to talk me through. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Um, it's a very simple machine, uh, but effective. And, um, but yeah, one of these days I, I'm going to take you up on your offer coming down to the, the gray Beal compound compound. Yeah. And, uh, you know, put some holes in paper and stuff like that. Everybody's welcome. And, uh, catching up with Jordan Missig, who is, has his own podcast called the MPG podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you could Google Jordan Missy Gracing and you can find it all there. What's the, uh, you've been on this show, not this year though. You have not been on the podcast this year, right? No, I've actually made a rare appearance this time. Yeah. So happy to have both you guys well, on yeah, the podcast funny. and, uh, catch us up. What, what's going on with you? You just had a super trofeo, which yeah. I love just saying. Oh, that yeah. Word. That's a Lamborghini fast. GT car, you just yep. that Laguna Seca, another fun word to say. Yeah, indeed. You know, and <laughs> you know, I was just out there in California, Monterey, California, doing that race. So, uh, pretty good weekend. Had two top five finishes, fourth and a second, um, leading now third in points in the championship. And I'm getting ready to take my next step across the pond, going to Italy for the next race. Oh, in, uh, wow! All right, yeah. Get that passport ready, and yeah, bonjour. Oh. And I think that's uh, still fresh. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. That's that's the only Italian I know. <laughs> Pizza. Pretty good at Italian, it's a actually. me, Mario. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah, no. So uh, good luck. Yeah, we've definitely been following you in you know all of your various racing series, and uh, you know one of the the driving, stars of Autobahn driving the Bull. And is it their Lamborghini track? It's up there. That, no, uh, they're racing at a uh, Mizano. Is the track that we're racing? It's where uh, MotoGP races at. They have the bike races out there. Uh-huh. Oh, pretty so. cool. And then, of course, you're still open wheel racing. Yep, Formula, racing the Formula, Formula 3. Formula have three. two more races left on that season going next weekend to VIR and end the season out at Coda. So VIR, Virginia International Raceway, mm-hmm. kind of in the southwest corner of Virginia. It's right, uh, right just above the state line between uh, North Carolina and Virginia. Yeah, it's kind of out there a little bit. But it's, that's a cool place. And yep. then Coda, Circuit of the Americas. You've flown over that track multiple awesome, times. I man, to fly over it, it's awesome. It's all it's very colorful. It's very nice. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's pretty exciting mm-hmm. to race it there. And, and that's like back to back. Like you go from Italy, Italy straight, straight to circuit of the Americas. Wow. Yeah. So I got to do my, uh, jet lag recovery in a hotel. Any, uh, off season plans, off season plans. You know, I'm going to probably have a lot of off season stuff to do. Um, going to be doing a lot of testing, a lot of racing down in, uh, Florida. So my racing season really doesn't stop. Um, oh. Gonna be down in Florida testing, hibernating away with all the other snowbirds down there, and probably having a little Audubon get together like we did last year. I will be there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm we're, I'm we're, coming to visit you guys leaving, down in Florida. We're leaving at the end of October. <laughs> we're back for the awards banquet, of course. But we're yeah. leaving for Florida for racing. They got two. We got our cart races set up uh, November, December, and then we'll start into Miata racing in Florida. Well, when it gets to be about you know in the single digits here in Chicago. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be bags. flying down. Come down, come down. Yeah. I, told, I told my neighbors, I was there Tuesday night. I told my neighbors, I said, well, I said, that, they said, I said what's been going on in the neighborhood? I said, nothing. It's all boring around here. I said, well, wait till the gray bills get back. I said, we come from a place where there's no homeowner association. So we're going to cause some, Oh, nice. Cause some havoc last night. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have said this last night. 
uh, fire truck, ambulance, and four police cars showed up on my road. <laughs> wow. Oh. So my neighbor goes, Was hey, it a parade? Check your ring doorbell and pull up, and there's police cars everywhere. Do you see this? A whole, you know, ambulance come in, this big giant fire truck come in, and um, multiple services called. So I guess we don't have to. I guess there was some excitement. I'm not sure exactly what went on, right. but uh, they don't have to wait for us to get there for some excitement in the neighborhood, I guess. You know, uh, like Jordan alluded to earlier, down in uh, Florida, a lot of Autobahn members go down to Florida. And last year, we were, um, I was lucky enough to head down to Florida and we met up with them. And I was, I'm surprised how many members are snowbirds and go down to Florida. So maybe we'll have to put something together again and, you know. Yeah, there was a couple parties uh, yeah. that over the uh, – we're this is our first year. We were there just six weeks, so this is our first six months and a day that we're leaving, and then we won't be back until whenever that yeah. time in the spring is. But, uh, but it's funny to think, like, all, you know, people from different walks of lives uh, become members at Audubon, and then they all find out that – they all go down to Florida as well, and then they get together down there. And uh, so, I mean, it, it truly is kind of an Autobahn family. And, and people also think, you know, too, you know, you look at, like, other people, they have, like, their river family that they go to the river for during the summertime. They have, for us, it's like an Autobahn family that's here at the track during the summertime. Well, you think when the winter happens, oh, it's my time to get away, go do my own thing. Well, yeah. down the winter, everyone kind of just starts to go down to Florida. It's a nice, relaxing place, obviously. But... With everyone kind of going down there, you just kind of see, oh, he's down there. He's down there. Let's all meet up or something right. like that. And next thing you know, you have a whole Audubon gathering that's happening down in Florida. It just- I'm curious, though, uh, about this river family. I want to I want to be a part of that. Like, you know, <laughs> are you in the river family? Here, like, no. Okay, I want to be in the river. It just sounds like a, sitting on a boat. You know, that, that sounds lovely. You live I, on a river. I do live on a river. But, don't you have uh, a river family? I, I don't, apparently. I Need to start a river family. <laughs> well, yeah, so. since you're right there, right? I yep. have a pond family, a pond family. Yeah. A pond family. So we, we, so yeah, we went to the Badlands for the first time that Labor Day. Oh, okay. Uh, it was raining, and I insisted that uh, um, we go anyway because I called up and I said, "Oh, there's a few puddles over here. It'll be fine." But time you get here, no, it was wet. Yeah, uh, but it was sandy, so it wasn't that muddy. Quite honestly, um, but that was the first time we were at the Badlands. It was it was a lot of fun. Four wheelers, particularly, I thought were particularly fun there. Yeah, it's yeah, like being, the side by sides and being stuff. wet. Being wet. Um, and uh, then I said, I had this great idea. I said, Hey, let's all fish fish in my pond for dinner. Huh? Did uh, you did you have dinner we that night? And we had pizza. Okay, <laughs> so I didn't catch anything. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of our guests, she says, you know, as she sat in her lounge chair underneath the camper uh with a nice cool drink in her hand you know we're probably gonna have pizza tonight she said oh ye of little faith yeah and she was right and then you were you were on the phone I with domino's fish and it was it was it, it was i was pretty worn out by the time i got it clean but i did cook right. the fish the next day though just okay. to prove to her right. that i couldn't can cook the fish okay so well uh thanks kyle for being on and catching us up and, thank you very uh, much tell, it's great to be tell jack yeah. said hi little jack will do yep he'll squeal with delight <laughs> so. and uh uh jordan one of the official coaches here at the audubon country club would you would you have anything any, any way of coaching here coming up or? i mean yeah i have some coaching opportunities here and <laughs> coming up and it's very easy to kind of get a hold of me you know you just email me or call me at jordan gmail.com or just call me at my phone um 815-693-1618 and you know it's just easy way to set up coaching opportunities here at the track and you actually learn a lot when you get used to a coach you know people try to learn it on their own and think well with due time and seat time you're going to get it yeah 
you can understand how to drive and um, get to a level, the respectable level. But, you know, until you get another set of eyes or another person will be alongside you and kind of talk you through some things, that's when you improve to another level and you unlock a different type of driving style. And it honestly, it, it just kind of gets you up. And what it does is just kind of excels you to the next level. It expands you to the next level and you're just faster. Correct. If I can, tell a quick story i know i know we're wrapping things up but i was just having a conversation uh the other night with one of the drivers and he was saying that you know a lot of people spend thousands of dollars on performance mods Mm -hmm. for their vehicles but zero dollars on coaching (laughs) where you know he was telling me about this like twenty five hundred dollar titanium exhaust that saved him seven pounds over a stock exhaust for his car and then it he had, he's now gotten coaching mm-hmm. and he's like, I've gotten more by sp- spending, you know, a, a little bit of money with a coach and I've improved my lap time significantly way more so than that $2,500 exhaust system could ever do for my car. So, um, my last two cents is spend money on coaching, then get mods for your car. And the best place about Audubon, too, is that you got a, a wealthy and a good staff of coaches here who have a vast majority of experience and have been through what you're wanting to go through. I mean, we've been through it firsthand. We know what it's what it takes. We know what it's about, and we know how to get you there. So just hitting up with one of the coaches here at the track definitely is the way to go for anybody to get uh, their skill up to the next level. Yeah, quite a few coaches here, and um, they're always available for you to, to do that yeah I I, I need coaching <laughs> who's in line for who's going to be my first coach Kyle whoa, whoa look at the time John uh, it's been it's been great talking to you uh, <laughs> well for Kyle Nato Jordan Missy I'm John Graybill thanks for listening to the Audubon Country Club Podcast you've been listening to Autobahn Country Club Podcast where your host Club member John Graybill opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Join us next time for Autobahn Country Club Podcast.